0: you're putting that little bit of detail into someone's collectible kind of addiction. So. Right. Exactly.
1: And it's like, I work, like if somebody comes to me, it's like, I work with them until they're happy with it. I'm not, I'm going to make sure that you're happy with what you're getting. And for me, like, it's not, it's not my job. I don't want it to be a business for me. It's, I want people to be happy and be and, and say, you know, I got this old crappy, you know, Zelda cart that's got a torn up label. It looks terrible, but I really want to play it again. I love that game. Mm -hmm. And they come to me and they say like, you know, I want Zelda, but I also want the owl from Link's Awakening. Well, it's like, let's, let's throw the owl on there. Like there, there's no limit to what you can do.
0: Okay. Hello. Welcome to uh, the second episode of the Pixel Pie podcast. My name is Scott. Um, Thank you to those that have uh, returned after the maiden voyage. And for those that are new, thank you very much for coming and joining us. Uh, What do we do here? We tend to just sit with uh, someone, have a nice casual chat, someone who um, has sort of come up through to, to my attention in the community, generally sort of the Game Boy modding, but retro gaming in general. And we just get to know that person a little more. And we generally find that there's a lot more in common than just Game Boys. Um, before I do that, I'd just like to sort of mention, um, I've, I've sort of picked up a bit of a, a sponsor, someone who actually bought my first Game Boy through this mob, uh, uh, through retrogamestore.com.au. I bought my first uh, GBA through Craig. Uh, Craig has um, sold me a whole bunch of parts. He's been very willing to take my money. Uh, I've been very willing to hand it over. He's been very approachable. I've hit him up on Messenger at like Sunday over saying, hey, dude, do you have any of these? He's like, actually, I do have one out back. Let me get it off you tomorrow. You know, he really looked after me. So if you're in Australia, New Zealand, which I think is sort of uh, Craig's sort of primary target audience, um, anything Game Boy related, I've bought a video, a video cable from my Mega Drive, I've brought uh, EverDrive carts from Craig, I've bought the GBA built, I've bought all sorts of handheld Legend, uh, Retro 6 style, you know, clean juice, screens, all sorts of stuff, full, cut, full shells, everything I've needed has come from Craig at retrogamestore.com.au and hopefully I can coax him on in a few episodes. And uh, we can get to meet the guy that's uh, helping me out so much and probably can help you if you just look him up. Uh, So with all the admin aside, uh, let's get on with the conversation for today. And today the conversation is with Trey. Trey, you're in Atlanta. How are you doing, buddy? Good. How are you? I am well. Uh, Thank you for your time. I appreciate that you have actually just knocked off work. Is that correct?
1: Yep. Yep. It's uh, right after five o'clock over here, so.
0: And you have a beer crack there. That's that's good to see.
1: Yep, I uh, I actually just finished the first one, so I'm,
0: you know, oh. I'm getting there. <laughs> All right, good but. to see. So so Trey, um, you are on Instagram TL Hand Modding. Um, your name sort of comes up quite a bit when I talk to people about um, pardon me just generally modding Game Boys and. Just, I think we're really just enjoying the hobby full stop. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about sort of, uh, I guess, your, your Instagram, uh, I guess, profile and, and how much of you that reflects and then and sort of build on top of
1: that? Right. Um, so I started the Instagram back in, I believe, May, the first week of May. Um, for me, um, it was really about just showing off, you know, sort of my collection i had going on i was doing a few mods at that point um i had already finished a few mods and and i kind of wanted to show it off there um so i i I felt like it was a good way kind of like a quarantine project um Mm -hmm. for me is just to start the instagram and i feel like that's you know happened with a lot of people that i know is that you know we all were cooped up in in the house and Mm. we had to find something to do and the easiest thing to do is say you know i already have an instagram i'm already following certain you know people within the retro gaming community why don't i why don't i start my own instagram focused mm. on it so that's kind of what i did there it's very
0: infectious isn't it
1: yeah for sure um you know but i for me it was you know i i'd been watching it for a while i was already following people like Retro Future, Game Changer Mods, um, 8-Bit Aesthetics, and I was just seeing all the cool things that they were doing, and I was like, well, you know, I like Game Boys. I, You know, I grew up with Game Boys and stuff like that, so um, you know, I, and I already, like I said, I, always, I was already modding Game Boys, so um, for me, that was the next logical step was to be able to share that with people um, because mm. my friends at that point, like, weren't I wouldn't say they weren't into it like people are obviously into it and what they're into but for me it was like I didn't have a lot of people around me to share that passion with yeah Mm. and especially during the quarantine so I was like you know why don't I kind of put myself into the community see where I can kind of go from there for me Mm. it was you know sharing those projects and I never really set out a goal or anything for me it was just like You know, I did a cool thing here. Here it is. Yeah,
0: (laughs) It's the beauty of Instagram, isn't it? It's not really like other uh, social media platforms, where there's a real there's a requirement to sort of have a conversation, whether you want to or not. Someone wants to have a conversation with you. And the beauty of Instagram is it's, it's sort of just this little bunch of photos. And generally most people are going to be like, that's really great. Or they're just going to give it a like, um, there's a, there's a bit of an age difference between you and I. You're uh, 20-something? I'm 24. 24. I'm,
1: I'm pretty... Yeah. It, it, I'm pretty, I would say I'm pretty young for the community.
0: <laughs> it constantly astounds me how much passion goes into all this tech that is older than the people working on it. And I love it because the, the older you get, like, for example, This is a bit of a ramble, but the point is, I was out mountain biking this morning. That's what I do. And the older you get, the more exciting things become because your reflexes start to soften, your vision starts to dull, and you know, woo, and you have these little close calls. And and, you know, there's things I could do, even like I was doing the the X Station mod on the PlayStation. I'm lifting pins. I really actually couldn't see. I'd have to kind of lift them and then check them, lift them and then check them. And you younger people. I don't mean that as an old fart, but you just got so much—you got so much uh, ability with like 2020 vision and good reflexes and steady hands and stuff—and I love it because you're in there, and you guys are doing stuff and making things easier for people that are a bit older and can appreciate how much work really goes into stuff. And um, when I see people do stuff that gives honor and respect to something, without kind of. Taking it so far it's unrecognizable. I think right. that's really great. Um, yeah. So I just commend you youngins. I get my fingers in the air for doing that sort of thing, still showing the respect for the tech, but at the same time, like some of the color schemes and stuff. I get that beautiful burnt orange GBA, which is far from um traditional, but by golly, it's sexy, you know? And it's right, because right. of because of this generation of modders. Um, what other stuff do you sort of get into? I mean, you're probably not just Game Boys, um. What other retro Oh yeah, stuff?
1: So, so, you know, Game Boys were just kind of, you know, one part of my childhood. I was really big into GameCube. I had a PS2 growing up. Um, really, like, I, I feel like I kind of grew up in the 360 era of mm. gaming, so mm. Xbox 360. Mm. Um, you know, Nintendo Wii was huge in my family. That was really cool to be able to play with my, my entire family on a system that, you know, yeah. you didn't really have to be a... You know, hardcore gamer to appreciate, and I think that was kind of what Nintendo was going for that generation. But
2: yeah,
1: um, you know, I and I always remember going back, um, way back to whenever I was really young. I never had an N64, but my neighbor did. from yeah. his older brothers, so we actually played played on that a good bit for some games. Um, you know, Golden Eye and Pokemon Snap and Super Smash Bros. and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. Besides that. You know, kind of getting more into the modern era. Um, really grew up, like I said, in the 360 era. I think what goes with that is the Nintendo DS, same kind of era. Um, 3DS, obviously. And then I'm really big Mm -hmm. into the Switch and I have a PS4 as well. So
0: the DS um, and the 3DS are amazing, aren't they? They really are a bizarre piece of just you know, if aliens turn up, you want to hand them something that's kind of rad that we did, like give them a DS. (laughs) because <laughs> it's just, just the way it just it opens and the dual screen and stuff there's just so many games that just the nintendo in-house games where they just sort of went we've got two screens one's a touch screen we can do this like right it's right. just designed specifically for the job um i was thinking before about you know you're sort of talking about oh most of my friends don't and game boys and stuff we always want to be part of a, a niche because it makes us feel good you know like the whole kind of like growing dreadlocks in my part of the world for when I was growing up was a big deal. And then everybody's got dreadlocks. It's like, eh, so it doesn't work. And retro gaming was a niche, but now it's massive, but then at least game right. boys within it are still a niche within a niche. So it is nice to still have a community that's just still kind of friendly. And you know, it's not the Xbox, Xbox first PlayStation kind of malarkey that goes on and stuff. Yeah. Right.
1: I definitely think that, um, You know, it's cool because you say retro gaming. Well, that spans all the way back to our Atari 2600 and NES and Super NES. There's so many different consoles that, like I said, with me, I grew up with a GameCube, Game Boy Advance, the Nintendo DS and 360. That's kind of what sits in my mind in my childhood, the games that I was playing the most. Somebody else can say, you know, I grew up with the NES and the original DMG Game Boy and the different kind of perspective that comes with that it's still kind of grouped in as retro gaming but you're able to kind of find your niche community like you said within a niche Um, definitely a cool thing to see and you
0: you can move amongst it too quite freely because it always sort of translates I think so a few years ago where I first started again it was sort of arcade you know, like arcade machines, which are quite hard to find. We're lucky to have a couple of really good places in Brisbane. We've got like what isn't actually like an arcade, old school, 220 odd cabs, um, one up. And we've also got a couple of bars, one particularly called Netherworld. Which has got a bunch of good bars and a really great scene, and I, those guys have probably got me a bit fired up. But you can move from like if you're fortunate to have that into some consoles, into some handheld, and the way the Switch is sort of bringing it all back around again, it just keeps like this perpetual wheel of just retro goodness. Um, yeah. So you, um, I think you and I, you and I were talking before earlier about the GameCube, and I think you sort of expressed to me you've got quite a fondness for the GameCube.
1: Right, I'm. uh I'm actually building my games collection right now. Um, I I still have all of my old games collection, but, um, you know, I was I was pretty young at that point. So, um, I was born in '96. I think the GameCube came out in like 2002, I believe. So 2003, maybe. Um, but to say that is that, um, you know, I was I was pretty young whenever it first got started. So, I'm kind of. Getting the games back that I never had the chance to play or didn't have the funds to go and buy it myself and yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Um, stuff like that. So
0: and how are you finding um, really cool tracking stuff
1: down? Um, primarily through uh, Facebook Market. Actually, it's yeah. a really interesting way to do it. You just got to kind of go on and troll through it every yeah, yeah. day or so um, yeah. just to see if there are any deals. Yeah. Um, and then I also do ebay and then there's some retro game stores around here that um there are about three of them in my area um and you know for me it's like are they the best deals no but you know you're supporting a place that's you know yeah shouldn't even really be a thing with amazon and everything that's right and it's really cool to see that and is that game there
0: right now in your hand to look at and take home exactly it's exactly. a big exactly. difference it's a big difference uh, how you, you fought... have that
1: peace of mind of, yeah you know condition like you were saying because yeah. i feel like sometimes whenever you go online like especially on ebay or whatever you're never too sure of the mm. condition like mm-hmm. is it going to be what it looks like you know yeah. fingers crossed it is
0: 100 sometimes
1: it's not sometimes there are issues that the seller doesn't tell you yeah. whenever you're in that store they usually have consoles on hand you yeah. can test out the game you know all peace of mind especially with like I see Fire Emblem for the GameCube. It's like, I want to say like three hundred some dollars just case Holy of box. Cow. And you know, obviously, you're gonna to want to you know break that yeah. out of glass and say, you know, let me let me play this yeah, for yeah. a second just to make sure it runs. Um, and so with those with those retro game uh, resellers, those stores around here, it's really cool because you know I could just spend hours in there to be
0: honest. Mm. Mm, I know what you mean We've only got a couple here There's one I've been to a couple of times Eddie's Retro And it's pretty good He's got the most stuff I've ever seen in one place But I'm mean, actually going to check out one today Down the down the Gold Coast a little bit Which I'm hoping is going to be pretty good But yeah it's, it, Some people are just totally relying on that Send the money and hope it rocks up And, and all that sort of business right. How are you finding um, Like, Because you're in you know, Game Boys And probably looking at other handhelds And just generally around other consoles and stuff in comparison to the general market, how you're finding the, the cost of sort of slowly collecting Game Boy, uh, GameCube. Would you say it's on I, the higher um, end?
1: Yeah. I feel like there's, I mean, if you look at something like NES, SNES, there, you know, 20 years ago these are very common consoles and mm-hmm. Super Mario Bros. 3 was one of the best selling games for that console. Mm. and it, you could probably really buy that for like 20 bucks back in the day and nowadays it's like oh you're gonna have to drop a hundred some bucks just for this cart yeah um you know i don't i use a website called PriceCharting.com. right um it's really good for it's like an aggregate website where you can yeah. kind of see all the market trends and stuff like that um but with that you can also see how gamecube skyrocketing right now um, probably ever since the quarantine pokemon games skyrocketing right now yeah. um you know so for me it's like you kind of have to get ahead of the trend and what's the trend right now well, it, well it's gamecube and wii
0: yeah so
1: what's ahead of that if you want to start collecting for a 3ds and wii u you should probably do it now
0: yeah i agree the wii u especially is starting to go bonkers yeah
1: um and it's just interesting to see because I feel like that you could say the same thing with consoles. Um, I think if we look back five years ago, it was, you know, you, you could get a working Game Boy for 15 bucks. Yeah. You know,
2: yeah.
1: Nowadays that working Game Boy is gonna cost you 45, 50, yeah. 60, 70, depending yeah. on what kind of game, well, you know, what what condition it's in, what kind yeah. of screen it has in it, stuff like yep. that. So
2: mm-hmm.
1: definitely interesting to see the kind of trend the market's going in. And I think that is kind of a tell of of how popular modding is getting nowadays too yeah um because at least with game boys you know you look at it and you see all these different displays coming out and it's like well finally we have a backlit display for a game boy and it's easy to put in
2: yeah
1: um you know back in the day even 2018 whenever i first started looking into modding and first found retro future it was like you know, the easiest mod you could do is probably like a, you know, just a shell swap and and button swap. Yeah. And while that's still the easiest thing you can do, people are just streamlining things so much with the drop-in display solutions and everything like that. It's super easy to get a very quality console nowadays, but because of that, you're going to have to pay more money because the the demand is outweighing the supply.
0: Yeah. hundred percent. And also there's a, there's an interesting market with everything that if things get priced according to how well they'll sell, you know, and it's not like people take advantage of us, but you know, the price of everything is going up and it becomes relative. Right. You know, you try and right. buy, I could buy a really nice mountain bike bicycle helmet, you know, riding helmet for 110, 120 bucks, you know, three or four years ago, it's a $250 helmet now because they know True. you got to have one <laughs> and, and the price, everything's gone up. So it's all, it just keeps going up and up and up. Um, yeah. So sort of turning more towards the actual, the Game Boy stuff. Um, you said you, you don't started your Instagram May this year. Uh, I'm going to assume since you were kind of born with a GameCube in your hand, um, the, the Game Boy collecting, modding, just loving didn't just start May this year
1: right um so for me my first console ever handheld otherwise was my mom's hand me down game boy the old the og the dmg game boy and it was the one game i can remember playing on it the most was um i think it was like gator pinball or something like that it was made by How, how laboratories and i just have this like very deep nostalgia Mm -hmm. in my mind, this one memory sitting on, you know, the ground by the, by the, uh, fire and, and playing that game and I'm trying to trying to get, you know, get the pinball up and, um, you know, from there, you know, the first game I really remember putting hours into was Pokemon red. And at that point, Pokemon red had come out whenever I was, I think it was in 98 in the U S um, and it, you know, I was like two. So later on, I think I was like four or five um, Pokemon gold was already out. Pokemon crystal was on the way Damn. and I got Pokemon red and I was like, I want to play this so much, but the safe battery was dead.
0: Oh, and so nice. from there it was
1: like, <laughs> you know, I got to keep it on until I can get as far as I can. And I was like, mom, you know, my game's not working. Can I get another one? She got me Pokemon blue. Right. And so from there, it became like a love of Pokemon, and and so it's very dear to my heart. Um, But after that, you know, I kind of branched out into other games. um, Metroid, um, you know, Zelda. Metroid on the GBA. Yeah, Metroid on the GBA. um, (laughs) Zelda. um, DX. uh, Link's Awakening. um, On the Game Boy. And then, you know, from there, kind of went to gamecube and you know i got a playstation 2 and i remember playing spyro and and mm. crash bandicoot 3 and, mm. so and what, eventually what was your, King, kingdom hearts so so what you was
0: know. your what was your first sort of, uh handheld purchase after sort of um you know hijacking your mom's dmg
1: <laughs> um so i very faintly remember this but whenever I was very young, I, I wanna say like six, my family had decided to go to New York City um, for a little trip. And back then, the Nintendo world there was actually Pokemon Center New York. Oh, and wow! being a kid and at the height of Pokemania, um, you know, Game Boy Advance had just come out and I was like, oh, I wanna play wow. these games. I wanna play Pokemon Ruby, Pokemon Sapphire. My first one that I remember being mine alone was the Golden Pokemon Center New York limited edition? Uh, had Pikachu and Pichu on the on the glass lens, and that's a that's a very common repro uh, nowadays. Is that the GBA
0: have, or a color?
1: Yeah, the GBA. Um, it's a, I've,
0: I've got to ask: Do you still have it? I do. Oh I do. wow! You must be so um, happy
1: with that. Yeah,
0: don't you wish you just um, had like a thousand bucks on the day and just went whoop, and just shoved it all in yeah, a hole somewhere yeah. because you could just like right. whatever the yeah. number bigger than quadruple is your money,
1: right? Um, yeah. yeah, I mean especially nowadays you see Pokemon cards blowing up again and
0: um, and
1: you know all of these old games. I feel like the Pokemon card because Logan Paul and these influencers got into it. Right, you know it's a good thing and a bad thing because it brings a whole bunch of people to the pokemon cards but it also kind of shows the bad side where people are trying to scalp them and, and yeah for all sure. of that stuff yeah. but the cool thing about it is that a whole bunch of people are seeing this and they're saying you know i love i used to love pokemon cards like i'm going to get it back into it well i used to love the old pokemon games let me get into retro gaming again mm. and so i think that there are pros and cons of that um mm. like I said the bad side of, of it all but I think that just ha- having new people come into the community and being able to share that passion with them and and see what kind of ideas they have around retro gaming and yeah uh, what kind of stuff that they want to do whether it be yeah. a different type of shell or you know yeah. with me I do a lot of cart stuff so um you know what what do you want to do with a cart how do you want to customize it yeah. and getting that influx of of new blood I guess um, mm. It's really cool, and I feel like it drives um, kind of ingenuity and, and improvements within the community. I feel like the past year, we've seen so many different mods come out just for Game Boy. Now we're getting into Game Gear and, and mm. stuff like that. Neo Geo's getting new yeah. mods. It's really yeah. cool to see this kind of focus on retro gaming, retro gaming handhelds. We see a lot of HDMI. on the old consoles um i have a we were talking about game cubes earlier i kind of pimped mine out i got um this hdmi converter uh plug-in thing and it's it's called the eon uh gchd and it's able to do it's it's able to plug into the back of my game cube and just naturally output hdmi
2: oh and how does it look so
1: oh man it's beautiful it's beautiful and it uh, it's so worth the purchase for me, um, and it's really cool too because there are different things you can do. It makes it easier to stream those games in HD, right? If you wanted to do streaming for that, um, and kind of show off these older games as well. So, yeah,
0: yeah that's great. Um, it's um, let's talk about your cart stuff. Um, I guess when I first sort of looked at this all, and I was like, carts, hey, like because I've got a bunch of carts. I haven't bought a single cartridge, and I have about twenty five. Uh, DMG cartridges. Oh, sorry. I bought a couple of Everdrives um, that I just got with Game Boys I bought. And as I start to get them, I start to kind of get that same feeling of, you know what? One day back in time, someone had this car and they put it in and they just for hours, it just amused them. Maybe they worked a crappy job and they sat there and it got them through. Maybe they were a kid and it helped them, you know, they sat by the fire with their mum's DMG or whatever. And so I started to appreciate. Carts for what they really are and i always sort of said to my wife "Will we get back to go back to japan you know i follow a few of these youtubers and they just go shopping in akihabara and stuff and you can buy the first five rock bands like the the, the japanese versions you know for like right. um for, for famicom for like five bucks each and i'd be like i'll, yeah. just, I'll just get them just why not? Why wouldn't I have them? And right, and, and exactly. I saw the stuff that you're doing, and it's really when you're talking about displaying, or you're talking about I want to play, I love Bulbasaur, and I want to play Leaf Green in a cart that really shows how much I love Bulbasaur, and uh, I think yeah. that's sort of where you start to sort of just help people enhance their their, their experience. So um. I, I guess let's talk about that a bit. Did you just do one for yourself and then someone saw it and all of a sudden you're like, eh, look, I like how people out.
1: Yeah. Um, so whenever I first started, what got me into doing carts was I looked at a bit aesthetics, um, account, a bit aesthetics is huge mm-hmm. and very clean mods. Super cool. They, you know, he works with, um, designers all across the world to kind of make this make this artwork and I I believe he UV printed himself onto the console. Mm, it's well, a game he also it's a game
0: changer, right? That stuff. Yeah,
1: exactly. Um he also does custom cartridges with um Jelly Belly Customs. That dude is insane.
0: Yeah.
1: Um I believe his name's Matt. Um Matt, you know, I don't I don't know if you're gonna listen to this, but shout out to you Matt. You're you're awesome. Cause what he does is he actually made molds of the old cartridges and Mm -hmm. right now i think it's just the dmg style Mm -hmm. game boy cartridges but he fills it with um this clear i believe it's resin cast um kind of like you would do with making custom gamecube buttons and stuff like that but he fills it with this clear resin cast and so he has different cart colors some of them are clear some of them are clear yep. yellow clear yep. red all of this stuff and it just it throws me back to n64 with like the i think it was the fantastic series where they have these clear you know atomic purple oh yeah um, controllers and consoles and all these different colors yeah. and now jelly belly customs is selling those cartridges and you know that was what kind of did it for me. He kind of teamed up with 8-Bit Aesthetics, 8-Bit said, you know, I'll be your distributor for the U.S. Mm -hmm. and we can throw labels on them and we'll sell them. And, you know, those are awesome. So I looked at those and I said, well, that's really cool. I'm obviously a huge Pokemon guy. You know, how can I look at that and say, you know, that's really cool, but there's something I would want to do with it. And immediately like, shiny Pokemon came into my mind. And if you're not a Pokemon person, um, shiny Pokemon are the alternate variant colored, uh, kind of to show like albinism within Pokemon. Yeah. Um, The biggest, you know, most well-known one is probably Black Charizard. Yeah. Um, And so I was like, well, you know, I have some experience with Photoshop. You know, let me see what I can do. Let Let me try my hand at it and you know, that was kind of my first, first thought was, you know, let's make those labels because it would be really cool if Nintendo did it originally, Yeah, yeah. but, but, you know, they didn't. And I was like, well, you know, I'll do that. And mm. they came out looking really well. Sure did. So at that point, at that point I was like thinking, well, what else can I do with different labels of different games that I like? Um, so you know i looked at Link's awakening the remake came out and i used some promotional art from that and i made a Link's awakening card and then i did metroid and i found some art that some guy drew on reddit mm. and i i reached out to the guy i was like hey like i would love to you know make a game boy label out of this can i can i use your art for this he's like yeah. yeah go for it mm. you know i'm right, the guy like at a couple stuff, of cards but,
0: here one's got um uh, the Entei and one's got the the and, you know a couple of legendaries and right y- you just can't you can't get that any other way and and that's right. key, that's key to really tickling someone's fancy is offering something that they want and you can give definitely and especially it's such a bespoke sort of nature you know like there's 1200 pokemon now
1: Oh, yeah. You know, if like, someone
0: wants one like this, they just reach out to you and say, dude, I just love exactly. this. I love everything about this. And they can have. So it right. makes people happy. I always say this. It makes people happy.
1: Right. And for me, it was like, they they want this. They want to see, you know, Clefairy yeah. on a cartridge. Yeah. And, and it's like, okay, well, you know, if Clefairy is your favorite Pokemon, let's do it one every single pokemon is somebody's favorite pokemon there's so many possibilities for different things that you can do
2: yeah
1: and within that every single pokemon has like six different artworks that you can use yeah right and so it's like you know how do you want this do you want shiny ante do you want regular ante do you want old school shadow color you know shadow ante whatever it is whatever you want like i was here i was like this is fun to me yeah, And I, I wanted to be able to share that, you know, creative creative outlet for somebody. Because for me, it was like, I'm getting my creative outlet by looking at different colors and saying, you know, these colors will look good together. Mm-hmm. Um, these mm-hmm. colors would accent the Pokemon really well that, you know, what kind of background do I want to make this, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. all of this different stuff. What kind of cart color do I want to use? Stuff like that. To where it's a truly custom cartridge, and that person, you know, it's gonna be a prized possession for them. Mm. Hopefully. And you might because it's you cart. know it's their favorite Pokemon. Mm. Um, so I actually sourced the cart. Yeah. So I sourced the the shells. Um, so Jelly Belly sells shells, uh, retro modding sells yeah. shells. Yeah. Um, and then yesterday's tech is about to make some, and they're actually in Australia. So yeah. Um you might want to look their way, but yesterday's tech. Yeah, I've, I've really I've, cool I've spoken stuff. I talking
0: to that gentleman already.
1: Um, but yeah. So what I'll do is, you know, I'll look at these cards and I'll say, hey, you know, retro modding. I see that you know you do a, a bulk order discount for yeah. however many cards, twenty five, I think it is. Yeah. And I'll say, well, I'll buy these and and I'll just get them in bulk because I know people are going to want them. Yeah. And it makes it easier for me not to have to go back and forth with with retro modding. And I'll say, you know, I have. I have 25 clear red cards. I have, you know, 10 yellow cards, 10 yeah. green cards, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. And at that point, I'm able to say, you know, to whoever comes to me, I'm able to say, well, here's my selection of cards. And, you know, they either say Game Pack, if they're from Retro Modding, they say mm-hmm. Nintendo Game Boy, if they're from Jelly Belly Customs. It's like, what do you want? You yeah. know how, yeah. how do you want to customize this? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, that's going to be their cards.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have a a black DMG, a, a backlit DMG, and it more or less just plays Tetris. My wife and I it's just saw sort of, it's got a <laughs> it's got a clean juice and it just kicks around the living room, and you just kind of like oh, I've got three minutes till these chips finish in the air fryer, or right. you know I'm waiting to use the toilet or whatever. So you're just kind of like waiting for someone to get ready to leave the house, and we'll just crank yeah. it up and. It's not, and So it's pretty much a Tetris machine. Right. So to build like the most pimped out, whacked out DMG from a nice reshell with a nice LCD and have a Tetris car that just is, it's like the seat covers on your brand new car, just totally right. fits in there. I can a hundred percent understand. You see these people that just love Kirby, just love Kirby and they've got walls of kirby stuff and they said now they've got a a a gba with a a uv printed kirby shell and then they've got kirby's dreamland probably as a custom bespoke car in there you know like you're totally fulfilling you you're putting that little bit of detail into someone's collectible kind of addiction so right exactly
1: and it's like i work like if somebody comes to me it's like I work with them until they're happy with it. I'm not, I'm going to make sure that you're happy with what you're getting. And mm. for me, like, it's not, it's not my job. I don't want it to be a business for me. It's, I want people to be happy and be, and and say, you know, I got this old crappy, you know, Zelda cart. That's got a torn up label. It looks terrible, yeah. but I really want to play it again. I love that game. Mm. And they come to me and they say like, you know, I want Zelda, but I also want the owl from, link's awakening Well, it's like let's let's throw the owl on there like like there there's no limit to what you can do Mm. all you need is photoshop Mm. and i use gimp i don't even use photoshop Mm. um gimp is the free alternative or whatever it is
2: (laughs) it's like you
1: you really don't have to pay for that what you're paying me for is just the fact that i've invested in the equipment to make the label for you Oh, that's a and talent. To help you with you're, that design.
0: You're, you're an artist. I mean, there's things that I think there's some people in the community that are just freaking crazy at what they do and they don't appreciate the skill of soldering. Um, I'm fortunate right. in my career, I've been given the opportunity to solder and I solder on a regular basis. And so it, it's comfortable. And you just realize it just becomes second nature. People can't solder. Right, and if you can't, you are so restricted on what where you can take your modding. Like, I just watched uh, the V four rips OSD LCD. It's getting bonkers. (laughs) DMG screen. Right, and if you don't would because the actual front board doesn't come with a speaker. If you don't want a speaker, and you're going to run purely headphones, you don't have to solder.
1: Exactly. So
0: if they were to solder a speaker onto that, which kind of is a bit odd as to why they don't, but that's fine, whatever. They know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. That's a solder free, full blown refurb. The beauty of you do have to cut some of the um the shell out, which is a little bit right. Depends who you are and what what you want to do. Um, but generally you can do that without any skills. Right. So you're right. saying you're means, saying, Oh, you're like- you're paying me for Photoshop. Well, no, people are asking. Hey I, I can't draw an apple. Can you please put this pokemon looking great on my cart for me? Right. So right. give yourself credit me, mate.
1: I appreciate that. Um you know for me for me it's you know I want to take somebody's idea. I recently did a custom um commission and I need to actually get this printed out and sent to this guy but um his name is 8bit Pond on instagram so if you want to go and check him out he was the one that i did the ente and the raikou cart for
2: yeah
1: um he came to me and he was like hey you know ever since i got those carts i've wanted to do this i've had this in my mind Mm -hmm. um and like i was on break for holiday so you know i've kind of opened the shop back up and i've been taking commissions and he was like i want to do there's there's a pokemon game on the game boy pokemon tcg game the video game so it's the, the trading on, card game on the but color it's the video game yeah yeah exactly yeah and he was like i want to do that but i want the label to look like the back of a pokemon card how wicked i was like hell yeah, yeah man so was like i have this it's have like it you put your deck in cartridge yeah exactly yeah he's like i have this clear blue cartridge and i want it to look like the back of a pokemon card and i was like you know that sounds awesome let's do it they just want to hug him yeah exactly it's like you're bringing the ideas to me yeah that's right you know i get to be creative on my own with whatever projects i just do out of the blue but the the people that come in come to me and say hey you know i have this idea can you make it look good it's like well that's half the work it's just having the idea
2: yeah Yeah.
1: um so it's like super exciting to see that type of stuff where it's like like i said earlier you're bringing in fresh blood to the community you have all these different ideas of how you want to customize stuff you know, and so for me, it's like if I ever get, quote unquote, you know, artist block mm. on what I want to do, I'll just yep. say, hey, you know, A-bit what do you want to have? Yeah. yeah. What do you got going on right now? What kind of games do you want to do? Mm. Um, and for me, it's like someone says, hey, you know, I want a Tetris cart. Right. Well, for me, I, I like to go into the history of what the what the game is mm. and at least in the english version there was no like russian imagery imagery yeah um, yeah because the whole cold war stuff so what i thought would be cool is like let's put let's put you know the the towers the onion towers in there let's do that let's put some some russian stuff because it's from russia like why yeah, yeah yeah you know so there are so many things where it's like you can come to me and say hey i want this and i'm like are you cool with this like what kind of direction do you want to go in um, and I think that collaboration is really cool to have with people. Is you know they they either have something very set in their mind and it's like sweet, let's do it. Yeah. Or they're like, hey, you know, I know you do. Yeah. You know, I've got some well money and stuff. Like, knock it out of the park. And I was yeah, like, yeah. hell yeah, man! Like,
2: <laughs> yeah. like,
1: cool. I'll let you know what I come up with. Yeah. So, um, I think that's a really cool thing to see. Is like just being able to collaborate with different people. Um, and and go into what their favorite game is or if it's a specific game like pokemon what's your favorite pokemon or you know do you want two pokemon Mm. all of this different stuff not trying to make it a pokemon episode but like there's so many different ways and that you can customize a cartridge that you know for me it was like I see all everybody around me kind of doing consoles and not a lot of people doing cartridges. I saw 8-bit aesthetics doing cartridges. Um, Obviously there are people that have the molds for the cartridges. And for me, it was like, well, I think that would be really cool to do. And, you know, it's really easy to just print out a label with some sticker paper and Mm. and slap it on there. Mm. Like maybe I should put my hand at that. Maybe that's, you know, what I'm interested in and, you know, it's not always what I'm going to be doing, but you know, it's definitely something that I enjoy. Mm. And I find myself, like we were saying earlier, a niche within a niche within a niche. Where, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <It's> where
0: inception
1: <laughs> cartridge just game customization is yeah. is a niche within modding itself, which is a niche within retro gaming. Yeah, it's that's, like, right. that's right. You know, how do you want to customize this to you? I want this to be the best. Yeah. thing for you. The best so. there ever
0: was if it's going to be that kind of episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, <I> guess so. <laughs> so So, so generally um, because like your Insta has got like obviously lots of pictures of carts so um, do you tend to, because I assume what happens is someone's got a cart and you don't go out and buy like 20 Zelda carts because that would cost you way too much and then just crack them open and put the boards in it in this new cart do people generally say i've got this cart and i want this and i'll open it up and i'll pop it in when i get it is that generally how it works or do you just apply yeah, so just the stickers and they, they want to keep the original cart they just want to replace the sticker
1: yeah so if it's a torn sorry up sticker, label you, label oh no, yeah yep. uh, label whatever you yep. want to call it yeah um if it's a torn up label and you say hey you know i just want a new label for this I'll make just the label and that's you know cheaper than having a cart but um for me um you know the store right now it's it's you know you buy the label and then you can buy the cart as well and i'll i'll pre-apply the label to it that's i'll make sure it's perfect so you don't have to worry about any air bubbles or anything like that Oh,
0: crooked Um,
1: stuff yeah or crooked and stuff like that and i'll you know if it takes me two, three labels to do that, I'm going to make sure it's perfect by the time yeah. it gets out my door.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, so right now that, and that's the most cost effective way to do it um, because at a certain point you're saying, all right, I got Pokemon Crystal, you know, just the, just the game cost me 60 bucks. Mm. You know, how much does, how much would, you know, everything else cost? And it's like, well, I'm selling this game for a hundred bucks that, you know, other people can buy for 20 Mm. and it's tough to find a buyer like that so for me it's easier to just say hey you know here's the cart comes with the phillips head screw right you know if you you know you got you got your game bit to get it get the other game out of the old cart yeah and you have the new cart and you can kind of switch between them too you don't have to. it's totally reversible
0: you can take that crystal that sapphire and you can put it in your beautiful cart And then when it's time to cash in and you've had enough or you got a mortgage or whatever, you just swap it all back over, back in the box and flog it off. Yeah, Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, So for me, that's really cool thing too is because whenever you're looking at consoles, they're a bit more permanent, especially with the different display mods going on. Like you don't want to have to take it apart, you know, reshell it all the time. But with cartridges, it's super easy. It's just one screw. Yeah. You're not messing with anything on the board. You're just taking the board out, putting it in a, in yeah. a different shell. Um, you know, I've kind of gotten, I've, I've invested in a cart flasher um, right. to do homebrew on physical cartridges. Ooh. Um, this yeah. Keeps, so this, this keeps coming up. Yeah. Um, so hopefully, you know, I'll be able to kind of figure all of that out with, you know, my computer soon. And I haven't, Really had a lot of time to test it and stuff like that. But I do have two two just blank cartridges from Inside Gadgets. And um, I got my flasher from them too. They're also in Australia. Um, right. So shout out to Down Under. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah.
0: Does it take like three months to get there or something? Take, it's everything I order takes took. like four weeks to come from the US. Almost everything. Unless right. I pay the price of the item I bought.
1: Right. So uh, because of that, I do tend to pay DHL two-day. yeah it's only like 20 bucks to where i'm at um you want it it, right yeah exactly especially if it's something like a jelly belly cart you know that that two day that 20 bucks is just for the entire order yeah so if i have a cart coming from jelly belly and it's like 40 bucks you know us and i buy multiple yeah well how you know how do i offset that shipping cost within the cost of the cart itself it's really you know at some point, if you buy four cartridges, it's only five dollars shipping per cart. So yeah. that's kind of the way I look at it. Um, I'd rather not wait three months. Yeah. <laughs> you, oh, I, I exaggerate, in. exaggerate a lot. It no, just no. it, it just mean, seems like three peak, months
0: when you're waiting no, for something that you want.
1: <laughs> definitely, at the peak of the at the peak of the pandemic back in the summer, it was three months, mm. especially going mm. international. So mm. within the U.S., it was. It was a couple weeks. I remember I, I was just trying to sell um, a limited edition 3DS that I had um, to a guy out in California and it took it two months to get there. Oh dang. Because LA was so swamped with the postal service, it was like yeah. you know, it couldn't even yeah. find his find his ad find the yeah. box. And then and there it was like place, Christmas and, so and like, an
0: election and all sorts of crazy stuff yeah. going on. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But yeah i mean for me it's like it's just super easy it's very accessible i think the easiest mod that you can ever do is just to swap a cart it's yeah. one screw yeah, um totally. the second easiest mod is you know swapping a shell and swapping buttons on a console and then if you have soldering iron the easiest mod you can do is just putting in a new battery so it's yeah. it's super accessible for new people in the in the uh you know in the community and if you if you get these games you have these old pokemon games or whatever without a save battery that's kind of gone dry it's super easy if you go and get a 15 soldering mm-hmm. iron and you just swap out the batteries real quick it's it's really not that difficult you don't have to have a lot of soldering experience and there are a ton of youtube videos to help you there so a
0: ton um, and, it, and it feels good huh like your first thing you do when you're like yeah this, this was old and now it's new like this is yeah. and the reversibility yeah, exactly. yeah. of a mod is really important for a lot of people there's plenty of people that are happy just to kind of hack into you know og dmg shells and and that's fine i had someone that wasn't going to sell me a dmg once because i said to him i was going to backlight it and he was reluctant right. and i said i get that like i already have a bunch but there's also part of me that wants kind of it's weird i trying to be like To kind of you know spiritual but I I kind of want the energy of the original DMG in my hands and I want to continue that now it's not going to get enjoyed in this current state because I can play these games with other game boys that are backlit and everything like that but I want to do this myself someday someone's going to do this when this screen dies. so just sell it to me and let me do it and I'm going to love it Right. And he was like, oh, I mean, and he was like, "Oh, okay, then, yeah, fair enough." But I was like, "Why was even that? So, if you look was at it so it,
1: hard?" It's like, I, you know, we were talking about GameCube earlier, and I think you had mentioned you got a GC loader. Mm, and oh my god, so good for me! For me, whenever I was doing my GameCube, it's my original Platinum GameCube that I, you know, saved up my own money
0: to mm. buy whenever
1: I was like mm. seven or eight.
0: What a lawn. and spread. I said,
1: yeah. I said I have so many games, game discs, and I have my old GameCube. And obviously, I can buy another one if I want to put a GC loader into that. Yeah. But I decided not to put a GC loader in it, kind of with that like quote-unquote purist yep. type of view, where yep. you know I'm gonna I'm gonna untouch I'm this to be playable on my new TV. Yep. But that is the only mod besides you know i got a custom jewel uh, the um the top um th- the top part the, the black lid. part where it says nintendo gamecube yeah, on the yeah, lid yeah the circle that's called yeah. a jewel so i got a custom jewel made with my accounts logo yeah and that was the only mod that i actually did to it and with the old Cubes, the dol001 uh, yeah. which has the digital out port plus the audio port it is interchangeable so i can always put it back if i want to
0: right right yeah so
1: for me it was like i have this i have these consoles from my childhood that you know i'm probably not gonna put a gc loader in or i'm not mm-hmm. gonna i'm gonna like you were saying earlier kind of honor what it was for me absolutely back whenever i was yeah. younger but now i can get another gamecube and put a gc loader in that yeah, and do yeah. something completely <laughs> different with that get an orange one or whatever yeah. it is and and have you know my gc loader and that and still have the good memories and all the old discs and yeah. if i yeah. want to you know throw in a disc or whatever it is the old one that's great and if i wanted to play it out with gc loader that's great
2: yeah and
1: i think having being able to go back with whatever your original console was and say you know this doesn't have a backlight and it still runs on AA batteries yeah that is cool i'm not gonna play it all the time no (laughs) it's not gonna be my it's not gonna be my everyday carry or yeah yeah
0: whatever
1: i'm you know whatever i'm playing but it is cool to go back and say you know it's so much different now with with the displays and stuff like that and cool mods that are going on from people that are way smarter than me Mm. um helder um who's making a ton of mods for the gba and all the all the batteries and stuff Uh, natalie the nerd yeah so smart yeah like these people are so much smarter than me and that's great and i will have a console for that yeah but for me you know i'm gonna have a console to the side if i just want to you know get slapped with a old case of no backlight (laughs) if you collect, by the window. Yeah,
0: If you collect you collect for more than just because I want to have. You collect because, like, I have a few sitting in a cabinet that I really like. Um, one of my favourites is a, I've got a really nice, great condition um, Game Boy Light, and it was 10 years after they decided, like, after DMG, and they'd been... Numerous handhelds with beautiful screens that took 12 double A's and went for an hour, but, but, but Nintendo just went, we're just going to keep doing this. Like, all right, we'll backlight it. And even though it's backlit, it's still blurry as heck. And it's still really, because we've got LCDs, like you're still looking at going, I don't know how long I can play Tetris on this because the eye strain to just get it done is still not as good. But like you say, you just pick it up. It's it's like going down the street in your dad's old, you know, 67 Chevy. It's like it's got no air conditioning. <laughs> One of the windows doesn't yeah. even wind down. It, there's no seatbelts. Is this even legal? But, God, this is right. fun.
1: This is so good right. just to
0: do this, you know. So the reversibility and the stuff, like I just recently did the um, X station on the PS1, and in within seven days I did the GC loader the GC loader I literally did in my car with the air con waiting for my daughter to finish tennis. Like I didn't have (laughs) the game. I went to J car is a, um, like a sort of electronics, um, I can't remember what you guys would have had over there, but it's all most of that stuff's gone now. Um,
1: like Radio Shack. Exactly, did. like
0: a Radio Shack, and you can buy everything from resistors to HDMI switches and everything in between. So I bought the game bit stuff and I literally I watched the video at work just to waiting and I watched a bunch. And I sat in my car and I undid the four big screws, took the lid off, undid all these had plastic containers because I knew I was doing this. So as soon as I got home, I could just bomb up the SD card and just get into it.
1: Right. I and literally
0: did it sitting in the passenger seat of my car with two tools. Oh, sorry, I used a pair of tweezers as well. Three tools in about 15 minutes. And you literally, you kind right. of lift you lift the top off, you'll do a bunch of screws, you remove the, the optic drive, sort of whole assembly out from a chassis. You put the GC loader on the chassis with three tiny screws. And it just seats back in. This revision actually has the header that you used to make with. You used to have to desolder this header from the GameCube and solder it mm-hmm. onto the GC loader. This revision now, you don't. It's just plug and play. Right. Um, the PS1, I had the lift pins. I was pretty sure there was 70% chance I was going to screw it. And I didn't. Right. <laughs> but it's irreversible. Like, I could probably put that back, but it's done. Right that ps1 right. now is now kind of yeah uh,
1: it's an X station.
0: yeah it is an X station. <laughs> that's right it's it's been fiddled with whereas the gc loader so now the beauty i guess um and i'm not trying to lean you either way is i now have the optical drive oh, yeah, assembly which is now not doing any more kilometers it's effectively your dad chevy up on blocks in the garage um right. so there's, there's a bit of prosperity so to that as well and um and I can play any game I want. So I, I, I was really I was really reluctant to get into consoles because I see people with just walls of dollars. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that. But, you know, with flashcards and things like this, the world is now your oyster. And people like yourself that want to collect, I guess the beauty is you can try a game and go, because lots of people have those stories. If I bought this, it was 135 bucks. And, oh, my God, it's the most awful game ever. Oh, I can't believe right. I spent that one. <laughs> <laughs> but if you collect them, you collect them. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Um, Go on.
1: No, so for me it was like, I'm not trying to say like I'm a purist in any sense.
0: I think we all have I a bit I of it think... in us, though. We all want to see something just stay the way it was. We have that respect,
1: right? I mean, I think it's I think it's cool though because I think there's a way to respect it, like respect a console. Mm. By so like with a Game Boy, I've done a ton of them where the only thing I swap out within a dmg is the front board and the lcd mm. like I'll, I'll go in i'll take it apart mm. give it a nice clean it's got the original shell it's got the original buttons mm. it still has that game boy feel mm. but it's just been upgraded to where i want to play it more often now
0: sometimes new membranes you know I mean? can be can be distracting as well i find like i did a GBA right. ratio and i found the new membranes just just didn't feel the same so right. sometimes it's nice just to put that old stuff back you know eh?
1: right um yeah, and I mean it's like, you know, you just wanna you just want to give it a little flair. You wanna you wanna make it so you want to play it more. Yeah, I think that's right. For modding, I th- that's that's the biggest thing I think with modding is nowadays, is you know, for some people it's I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna flip this. This is gonna be a business for me. Great on you. Mm. That's not me. Mm. For me, mm. the reason I mod is because, you know, one, I enjoy it. I like mm. taking things apart and putting them back together. Mm. I like refurbishing Suc- them.
0: Successfully. That's always yeah, <laughs> Bring it,
1: Yeah, exactly. That's the, that's the contingency. Um, but for me, it's like I look at something and I say, this has been dead. Nobody's played it for yeah. 15 years. It's getting no love. Let, yeah. Let me put some new buttons in it. Yeah. Put it in a black shell with black buttons. It's yeah. blacked out. Now it's awesome. Yeah. Now somebody's going to want to play it because it's just so dang cool.
2: Yeah, and it's going to sure. bring
1: people by doing that, you bring people into the community that's that you know wouldn't have wanted to be here if there weren't mm. you know the the new displays and stuff like that. Mm. Because if it were the old displays there's a reason why technology progressed the way mm. it did away from the Game Boy yep. and you know the the DS like the old the hinges and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's a reason why I did that, but for me, it's like the, the reason I'm odd is because I want to bring those people back. I want to say, mm. Hey, these are still amazing games. There are new games coming out, actually, yep. too. Yeah. Let's let's have a way for you to look at it and say every day and look at this thing and say, I want to play that today. I want to put that in my backpack. Yeah, for sure. I want to take take that to work and and have this bit of nostalgia from whatever period I was in, like whatever yeah. time period I was in at that, yeah. whenever that game came out, yeah. I want to I relive that while I'm on my work break.
0: Yeah. And, and Pokemon, we don't want to make this Pokemon heavy, but it does, it, it always comes back because like Pokemon, I think probably the, the reason why I bought the GBA actually was because I was doing, I was playing um, a bit of like, uh, I think I played Pokemon Greenleaf like on my phone on an emulator, and I was like, I want to play a cart, so I bought a couple of repros, uh, One being Emerald, uh, I bought Emerald, Sapphire, and Ruby, and I played Emerald, and that was why I bought the actual GBA. And right. I could and I could just lay in bed on my side because the GBA just feels so good. It'll just rest. Yeah. It'll just rest in your palm, and it'll rest in either palm. And and I literally, you know, it's one of the few games where you could lay there and just you wake up and you're, yeah. and you're like halfway through a yeah, battle can, and it's like yeah. nothing's happening you're like oh yeah that's right i was uh gonna catch this <laughs> and you go straight back to sleep yeah, or whatever exactly there's lots of games you can't do that you're just
1: you're host right. and you wake up and i think and that's wrong. a cool thing with like with um rpgs i was yeah. big on our like obviously i said pokemon's dear to me but yeah. there are other rpgs um you know dragon age and and final fantasy and stuff like that where it's like Mm-mm. you can kind of just <laughs> just put it down for a little bit even if you're in the middle of a battle it's not going to time you out or anything yeah like that's that. right i just don't like the, rage. the cool thing about like like older games nowadays because if you're playing something like um you know pokemon sword and shield online today you have the battle timer and stuff like that um You know with with something like rocket league it's so tough nowadays to just pause a game Mm. i you know i have a little brother and my parents would be upset with us with me especially because you know i i grew up playing modern warfare 2 on the xbox and they're like so used to me just being able to pause a pokemon game and put it down and go and you know do the dishes or whatever it is well if i'm in the middle of a modern warfare match I'm just gonna get smoked.
0: Yeah, sit there,
1: just time out or whatever it is. I'm on a run, mom. You don't understand. (laughs) (laughs) Or like in Tetris, you know, if you weren't able to pause in Tetris, that's essentially what gaming is nowadays with online and everything like that. So a cool thing about retro games is that you're able to just kind of pause and, and take a break for a bit, whatever yeah. you want to do, yeah, yeah. especially with emulator, emulators nowadays. It's mm. like, you can just save state it Oh, I'm and so, I was come back to say, that very states. moment yeah. yeah, and, you know, get, get right on with what you were doing. It's not, yeah. you just pick it up where you left off. Yeah. Um, well, and I think fl- that's a cool thing.
0: Yeah. Flash carts are the same. I've got a couple of Everdrives and, you know, I don't, I honestly don't have the time to play right through like, turtles you know turtles in time so i can just kind of play like one level and just save state it and then come back in a few days and play another level it's like it just makes it so much more enjoyable just to be able to take it in bites um there are some games that deserve your heart and soul for four hours straight because that's how they were designed you are supposed to hurt you are supposed to be thankful that it's done <laughs> you know, and you right. you just drove through. But some games it's nice to be able to do that 100%. Pokemon, again, you could just save anywhere. You're like, I'm just going to walk around the corner yeah. here. I'm just going to throw this. I'm going to eat that. All right, I got to go to bed. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah so so how do you feel about um your collection uh, um say maybe not the gamecube stuff because that's probably going to be something down the road as far as game boys right. how do you feel about your collection do you lean more towards uh sort of newer reshells or do you do you still like to collect sort of original stuff and uh, how far through do you think you are achieving some of your goals
1: so um You know, I realized whenever I first started the account, I hadn't really made the decision to go into carts, um, like, at all. I just knew that, you know, I designed two cool labels for Pokemon Red and Blue. I hadn't Mm -hmm. done anything more than that. And for me, the the Instagram account was going to be about consoles. And I realized that I have so many consoles that... You know, at some point, I'm just going to sell them and I'm going to want to do something else. And so for me, my collection at this point is just saying, well, you know, what, who, who am I friends with? Like, what console can I buy from my friends through Instagram or whatever it is? You know, so my collection at this point is pretty much made up of either some of the consoles that I still have from when I was growing up or consoles that i got built by my friends Mm. and kind of has that sentimental value attached Mm. to it Mm. um i used to have you know my old game boy color um i had i had modded it uh with a one of the old tft displays i put you know gold buttons in it Mm -hmm. smoke black shell it was Mm -hmm. a beauty Mm. um i ended up selling that one and the only game boy colors that i have in my collection right now are from two of my friends through instagram yeah. and i still play them like you know nothing else mm-hmm. um same thing with like my dmgs uh the only d like i have two dmgs right now one of them was through the retro modding contest back in january yeah cool um they sent me this this shell to kind of promote uh they had not released it yet and they were like yep. hey
0: Ooh, nice. you know
1: we love your content you Know, we think it would be cool if you could show off this shell and help us with a Navy contest for it. And I was like, Hell yeah, man. I'm like, I'll do that. Thank you for sending me everything I need to make a new Game Boy. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing about it was that the name I actually proposed ended up winning uh, <laughs> for oh, that wicked. contest. It was wicked. like even more sentimental for me. Yeah. Because I essentially was like, I looked at that shell and I was like, That. You know, they were kind of going for this space versus ocean theme and the shells are this like cool um, like m- marbled effect and, and it's blue and stuff. And so they were like some people's everybody's shell is going to look different because it's this different way that we're producing them right. through marbling. Yeah, beautiful. Um, well, that so a whole every single element. shell is unique yeah exactly every single shell is unique and they were like do you think it looks more ocean or more more space and i was thinking ocean and space like if you think about it neptune is the roman god of the seas but it's also a planet oh and so i was like yo you should get you guys should call it neptune and apparently that caught on in the naming contest because that's the one that ended up winning good stuff And so for me it's like that one's right on my shelf right now because in my mind i named that i named that shell i named that and that's what it's being sold as the neptune shell wicked um so other things like that what i want to do eventually is just have all of my consoles be from parts from my friends because Mm. that's that's what i value in the community at this point like everybody can put together a cool mod and a cool color but Mm. if it doesn't have kind some kind of value to correct. you attached to it correct like you know it's it's more easy to sell i would never sell any of these consoles that i have in my collection right now Beautiful. because my friends made them with me in my mind so you know that's kind of where i'm at with it um games wise like i said with the gamecube i'm just trying to get games that i didn't get to play as a kid mm. that you know i heard about and I wasn't, you know, I never played Metroid 2 as a kid, and mm. I had, you know, I have, I bought this custom cart, or I bought this 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 cart, and I made a custom cart out of it, and it's one of my favorite custom carts. I'll actually, I don't know, I know we're on video call right now, but... That's um, right, you can show like,
0: me, I'll tell everybody this. how great it is. Because I am <laughs> right. a, I am so a massive Metroid fan. Uh, look at that. But the orange cart. But you know what I like is, is um, the, you guys- the art is um, legit, like you can do whatever you want, but you know, for you personally, you've, you've kept that aesthetic. I'm sure if someone goes to your Instagram, they'll see that car. I'm looking at it on your Instagram yeah, right now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it, it's got that kind of, it looks like the way Nintendo could have done it. Yeah, exactly. Beautiful. And that's kind
1: of what I go for. I go for whenever I'm designing something, I want it to be, I want somebody to look at it and say, Nintendo could have made that or Great they level. should have made that. Yeah, they should have. That's and, right because i feel like with the repros um some of the art is just really bad on them mm. to be honest mm. it, like it's clearly fake yeah to me yeah and and i know somebody like made that and is proud of it you know probably in china yeah. somewhere
0: yeah. but it's like maybe you know, you, maybe they're though
1: oh yeah exactly um whatever kind of you know thing Whatever reason they were trying to design something as a repro. Um, I want to make repros that look cool that somebody would be proud to have in their collection. Yeah. And I want to make it to where, you know, at least the cart and I like I have a reproduction label notice on everything. I'm never trying to trick somebody into sure. this is a stock cart. Sure. I want somebody to know that this was a custom cart that somebody put effort into that they were passionate about. I'm passionate about what I do yeah. and I want somebody that's on the receiving end of that to be proud to have that in their collection. That's Mm -hmm. my, that's my goal with the account nowadays. I think initially it was, you know, let's get to a thousand followers. I've already done that. I don't, at this point, it's just, I want to make cool things. Thank you, man. I want to make cool things and I want to share that with people and however I can do that, you know, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Um, it's perpetual you know.
0: the more of us that do this and the beauty is with in my understanding and what i see is there's already a good foundation of a really good community and there's nothing better than being good in a community that's already good there's nothing worse than sitting outside a community and seeing a community whether it be xbox versus playstation or whatever and just going I don't even want to go there. Like, that's just messy. Come on. I don't, I can really put off your whole personal experience, even though it's got nothing to do with you. So it is, you're you're blessed to be in a community
1: that really appreciates that makes a difference. eh? And I think that, you know, at the very start, anytime somebody makes an Instagram account, like I have, or like, you know, the tons of other people that have, and all of my friends, yeah. It all starts from a place where we want to share things that we're proud of.
0: Yeah.
1: And that and that we think will either inspire other people to do cool things. That is the coolest thing for me.
0: For sure. Is somebody
1: saying, somebody saying, Hey, I literally got a notification during work today. Uh, some Reddit user follows me on Instagram and he's like, Hey, you know, I saw TL Hand modding posted this cart, you know i had a pokemon gold i made a label for it you know here's how i did it yeah and for me to say like that person shouted me out as an inspiration for them to do something cool on their own that's the coolest thing
0: for sure for sure
1: because at that point it's like we have that shared passion and now i get to see how you get to be creative
0: mm, it's the circle and, of life how I, yeah
1: I, exactly I,
0: I can't sing the line the lion king song but you know how it goes <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes, something like that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's uh, let's let's move on to then um to a few like this opportunity I like to give people like yourself, um, to bring attention to other people that a you have inspired you or people that you think could do with that little bit of spotlight because that's what this is really all about. Um, and look, there's going to be people like we just asked before that the cream floats to the top, and these names are just going to keep coming up and that's fine but this is an opportunity for you to help out people in sort of your part of the world to get their feet to get some inspiration to copy mimic do whatever it is that makes you happy and this is where you get your bits from so go for it right
1: right um this can be this can be as long
0: and short as you like and you know
1: i've really (laughs) no yeah you're good um i've really enjoyed getting to know people over the, you know, past almost year now. Um, I've worked on a couple of projects with people and I, you know, want to work on more projects with people. Um, first, you know, shout out to Jordan. He was on the last episode. Good egg um, that guy. He gave me a shout out here. He's we, a very, very brave man. Yeah, man. He's, he's a good dude. <laughs> um, no, nah, I mean, Jordan is just a good dude. He, he just sees the best in the community. And, um, you know, he, would. I think he was mentioning Marky Pie, where Marky Pie doesn't matter how many followers you have. It doesn't matter how many followers you have, who you are, whatever. Jordan, retro gaming dad, he will, he will shout you out. If he thinks what you're doing is cool, like he will put a spotlight on it. And that is so cool to see. Um, we recently did a project, um, together kind of, um, where he sent me a shell and I sent him some custom cartridges, uh, custom cartridge shells and labels and stuff. Uh, We kind of did a trade and that was one of, uh, I think that was my most recent post was this uh, Latios, Latios uh, Pokemon Game Boy. The GBA? Um, Yeah. Yeah,
0: Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah.
1: Um, So he actually polished the, he hand polished the front shell for that so it's Mm. clear as day and it's Mm. beautiful. Mm, Sure. Um, and that's like what I was talking about earlier, That that one's going to be in my collection. Uh, that's not going anywhere because Jordan helped me make it. Yeah. And so there's sentimental value attached to that. Um, another person I've done projects with is Rob um, or idle hand modding. Um, people have said in the past, you know, I thought you guys were either the same account or brothers um, <laughs> because we both have hand in our name. Hand is actually my last name. Right. <laughs> um Hand uh in idle is the saying, you know, idle hands are the devil's workshop. Yeah. Um, he he really likes that that saying and um so it's kind of what he based the account around. But he makes really cool painted shells. Um he has been kind of quiet lately because of some issues with uh customs at the border. Um so he's been kind of quiet lately. But he's What is he like really is he in theory. like
0: Columbia or something? Or-
1: no, he's in Canada. And he, okay. sent, he sent a custom painted shell down to the US and it got seized, which was crazy to me. Wow. Um, because there was a Nintendo imprint on it that oh. he was not authorized to sell because he's not with Nintendo. This He didn't sell it, though. So, like, right. this know, occurs to was, me. It was a pretty crazy all, situation.
0: All the time, the amount of like cease and desist and stuff that Nintendo throw out
1: oh yeah and it's like i'm walking the line (laughs) there it's it's
0: it's clearly they're just not interested in this at the moment and there's people like oh i wish wish they'd bring out a new game boy and it's like no no we don't want them to bring out a new game boy it's gonna ruin everything
1: you know yeah i mean you like nintendo you don't like nintendo they you know It is what it is, but they're protecting, you know, from a business standpoint, they are protecting whatever copyrights they have to protect. So I get it.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: It's very unfortunate that these are 20, 30 year old consoles and you guys are still ruining people's fun and and appreciation of them and what could have been. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it is what it is, but um, shout out to Rob. He's one of my best friends, literally in real life and in the community. We've become so close. Um, We've done, you know, multiple projects together. Um, He's a really good dude. He's, you know, he's a good dude. So um, next is Shana. She is a pixel fix. Ah, yes. In the UK. Um, Such a good modder. She's really big on pockets. She also does the hand polishing. Yeah. Um, shells and I mean she is just a blast to talk to too she's yeah. a really good person and I, I've said um, it before
0: and I'll say it again I, I enjoy photography like most of my hobbies whether it be RC trophy trucks or you know model Gundam or, or RC aircraft or whatever I, I enjoy getting in my phone right. and, and you know trying to just enjoy capturing it in those the way I see it which is not how you will see it but if I could use a filter and I can put it somewhere and just go in my mind, I might as well be on LSD because this is how I see it right now. <laughs> and so I appreciate when people put the effort right. into just a console just living and you're living with it. So and some of your photography is really, really fantastic, I reckon.
1: Right. Definitely. I I agree. Um, kind of on the photography note, somebody that's given me a lot of pointers on photography angles lately has been Peg City 8 bit. I know that boys oh, had mentioned him before, yeah. but Tyler or T he is just a, a great dude and he's always down to talk um, yeah. but he's actually helped me with a lot of my angles lately and I appreciate that because yeah. if you if you go and dig deep into my account the first few posts are just atrocious when it comes to photography so <laughs> because I got the I got the light on behind me. Yeah, and, you know, yeah, I had, yeah. I'm doing all the no-nos whenever it comes Blair, to photography. and I'm sitting here wondering why it only got ten likes. Yeah, <laughs> it's like well, yeah, that kind right. of yeah. makes sense, you know? Yeah, because it looks terrible. Um, yeah,
0: yeah. And it's it a is, really cool
1: mod, and it just yeah. does, I didn't capture it well. Yeah, and it's um, not it's
0: not hard or expensive. Like I've got a kind of a bit of a bit of butcher's paper, you know, like that big white roll, like you sometimes you see in primary schools, and that. And I've got right. that with some sort of black like can paint on it and just a couple of ten dollar lamps from like kmart
1: right right. and you're just gonna fiddle
0: around and play with your phone and it's amazing how much you can it's all about the
1: like for me i've realized it's just about natural light a lot of it is natural you gotta have to you gotta have to i mean obviously if you're taking like professional photos and you have a camera and everything that's that's good that's not me all of my all my photos are from my iphone Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> um, and all of the all the light i get is from my window yeah. i make sure it's not too harsh but i make sure it's well lit that's how yeah. i kind of take my pictures nowadays so yeah. Yeah. um but shout out shout out to t um really great on it Perfect. um another canadian i know jordan mentioned last time was kelly from next stop gaming great next stop please yeah um she is the marbling queen yeah Um, you know another person that you know rising to the top um but she is one of the nicest people i i know as well um she'll always be down for a conversation and she even has a custom a couple of custom cartridges that i'm super jealous of because they have this marbling effect on the inside of them and oh man i wish i would have thought of that did did she do those or so yeah so she um she does a lot of marbling stuff and like, she's not only marbling, but I'd say that that's kind of a sweet spot for her. Yeah. Um, But what she did, she took clear uh, cartridges. And if you kind of hydro dip, like marble the inside of it.
2: Yeah.
1: um, It creates this really cool effect. Um, So she'll have like Pokemon yellow with like a black yellow and some, some lighter colors in there for hydro dipping. And just kind of place it in there and marble it in, and Mm. I mean that's a beautiful that was a beautiful cartridge, and she gave it away, and it was like, you know, just because she hit a certain you know landmark follower wise, and And she she wanted wanted to to. give back to the people. So yeah, um, you know, I love whenever people do that, and I I've done that in the past with a couple of my different cards whenever I hit like one k and stuff like that. Um, But yeah, so um, next up, I would probably say. Uh, josh from con customs um he is one of the people that i actually followed back on my personal account i think there are only four of them and i think it was retro future game changer mods 8-bit aesthetics and then and then josh from compi customs um super cool dude he is i mean he does these custom paint jobs like they're they're beautiful. He'll just do so many different consoles and mm. and not even Game Boys and stuff like that, just consoles in general. It's super mm. cool to see. Um, and I wish I could paint like that too. Um next is Pixel Juice. Uh, Zach, he's a really cool dude. Have had a lot of good conversations with him. Um, he's made a lot of cool consoles, and and something that he's been doing that I thought was really cool lately was taking vinyl, um, album covers and using them as backdrops for some of his consoles. concerts. Oh, wicked. Um, yeah. so it was really cool to see, cause I hadn't really seen anybody do something like that. Yeah. And just seeing all these different vinyls that he has in his collection, Yeah, kind of seeing a different side of Zach. And it's like, you know, what other side of me can I show and yeah. kind of the, the posts that I make and yeah. stuff like that. Um, definitely inspiring. And he's, He's really smart, too. He was talking about some of the he does a lot of miniatures, but he was also talking about like um, some other stuff that I realized I can't really share right now, but That's they're really fun. cool. That's and, fun. and I wish I could talk about him, but he asked me not to. So I'm going to let him do that um, whenever he gets to it. Um, yeah. Somebody that just got back recently was a visual pixel. Uh, Mike, he is a really good dude and he is a whiz in illustrator and all of that stuff he's made a couple of different designs um for shells from player wave um stuff like that and, and retro six as well that they get uv printed on there and he sells them within a shop and he's just uh, a really cool guy he's a young a, guy too that's a pretty big deal um yeah and he i think he's a graphic design i think he works in graphic design and mm-hmm. to be able to you know kind of translate your skills from your job into a hobby is definitely a good thing absolutely um next and probably one of the last ones is this this guy um i just call him b his name is b underscore two underscore three underscore n this dude is insane like some of the consoles that he makes and the ideas that he has are so cool He's taking like, like the one that sticks out in my mind, besides the amazing photography shots, the one that sticks out in my mind is he actually 3D printed this like kind of grid to lay on the inside of the front shell of a clear DMG. And it kind of has this like, like display grid effect, but it's very soft. Like what I don't even know what to use, but it's like a net and it's so cool and just his photography is amazing okay Um, he's kind of newer too um and then i'll say the last one for people i need to shout out definitely retro avocado mods um eg is one of my biggest supporters um he's such a cool guy he he lives over in um morocco i believe and um some of the kind of backdrops that he has for his his consoles are really crazy um makes super cool painted consoles like splatter paint jobs and stuff mm. like that they're dope mm. he did, he did i know he's done a couple of different custom controllers as well mm. nes we stuff like that and it's just cool to see he he took a bit of a break um he just started posting again so glad to see he's back Uh, but he's always kind of been in the background just giving people support and and showing people like a lot of love and what's cool for me is that like he's in Morocco I'm in the U.S. and we both love American football (laughs) (laughs) it's really cool to see and we've had so many so many conversations about college football and stuff like that and you never think that you'd have that kind of connection with somebody that lives halfway around the world.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, but that's, that's the coolest thing about the community, man, is that, like you said, we have so many things in common that we might not have thought Yeah, and to be able to share this, you know, have this shared interest of retro gaming and kind of get to know people from there. It's great. And it's, I mean, it's, it definitely helped me, um, Because you know, at the whenever the pandemic started, it was my senior year of college. You know, I graduated in the summer, Mm. moved to a new place where I didn't know anybody but my Mm. girlfriend. Yeah, and it was really tough. Mm. That's real. real. I didn't have a job for a while. Um, I didn't know what I was going to do. You know who you know who I wanted to be, and what I did know was that you know, I made an account and it was growing and I was getting friends there. Yeah. That's right. And like, that's, I mean, it's just been crazy because I know everybody's kind of had a rough time with the pandemic and um, kind of being isolated from other people, but to be isolated in a new city where you don't know anybody mm. and the only friends that you have that you can talk to on a daily basis are the people, you know, that are on Instagram. You've never met. It's, Yeah, that you've never met in person. Yeah, yeah. It just Um, it it just goes to show, isn't it? Because it's all the
0: stuff going on with keyboard warriors. People are just talking rubbish and inciting all sorts of negativity in each other. Yet we're not. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like there's clearly a problem somewhere, and we choose not to subscribe to that kind of behaviour. So that's fine. Right. Yeah. Look, that's 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 good. It's. People have had real lives amongst all this stuff that we see, all these beautiful yeah. photos and stuff, you know. And it's it's nice to see people. We just sort of go, it's been real, and this has been really great for me. And you know, to know that maybe you've been really great for, for you know, your your mate overseas and things like that. Yeah, exactly. So, and I mean,
1: all of these people live all over the all over the world and all over the country. I don't know. Yeah, I really i i have a few followers of mine that are in Atlanta. And I think it's like four out of like 1,400. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so, yep. um, so it's not like I have a huge following in the regional but, area. That but getting.
0: you don't want to be mobbed every time you got in the street, either. I mean, come on, yeah. there's a luxury I mean, in that. <laughs> I don't think
1: I'll ever be mobbed, to be honest, <laughs> with what I'm doing. But um, the cool thing is that you get to meet a whole bunch of different people from different backgrounds and different perspectives yeah. that are different ages yeah. than you. Yeah. And, that live different lives than you yeah. and you get to know them and you get the bond over whatever, you know, common, common ground you yeah. guys have. And that's the cool yeah, that's thing right. about the community. For sure. Um, and,
0: and hopefully I can convince, you know, a few of them to step up like you and Jordan have and, and share that experience with us, you know, cause that's, I it's definitely just, think it, it's just nice to hear people's voices.
1: Yeah, for <laughs> sure. And I think that's an opportunity that, you know, some people didn't think they would be able to have, to be honest is, you know, they make an account, and they think, you know, I want to get to a hundred followers and I want to get to 250 followers and yeah. I want to share my experiences with people. I want to share the games that I like with people. And eventually, you know, you, you know, you find yourself in a position where you're on a podcast with you know somebody that you've never met in person, but you guys are having a hell of a time
0: having a good old and, chat, just sitting at the bar and,
1: and being able to talk about all of that stuff is, I mean, it's really cool, man. And I never thought, you know, even a year ago that I would be in this position. And so, yeah. thank you. Uh, for that's all right. kind of giving us this ability to connect with people, um, you know, in ways that I don't think we anticipated. So. Yeah,
0: I, I listen to podcasts about seven hours a day. My job entails me standing over a bench working on electronics and stuff, and so it's for me. It's without podcasts, I'll probably like. I like music too, but I would probably go fairly bonkers. Um, <laughs> so I'm trying to give back to the podcast university in general as well. Really? I, I I subscribe to twenty odd retro gaming amongst the thirty or forty podcasts I subscribe to, and they kind of come and go and. I think about what is it I want to know. And there's podcast that I listen to, and a lot of it's long form, and I enjoy the opportunity for someone to talk about more than... We could have squeezed this into 28 minutes. But I could have just looked at your Instagram and got the same sort of information. Yeah. Uh, yeah sure. that's not really what what is the goal here. Um, but we have been going for an hour and a half and it has been a oh, joy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I haven't even noticed <laughs> it's not a problem, but I just I need to set oh, the bar somewhere, man. otherwise no, you're um, good, man. everybody will start. Next thing I know, people will be trying to outdo each other. It'll be it's a four-hour hour podcast. Yeah, squares. that's right. <laughs> so I need to set a limit. Um, no, that's okay. So look, just in summary, um all those people i'll get some information we'll get some um some sort of shout out tags in the whatever wherever this gets posted so that these people can follow up and buy you a beer um
1: definitely that's uh, the goal man yeah just lots of beer it's just well beer (laughs) and also uh i think you mentioned it last time my ultimate goal is to be able to go to a con and just yeah people that i wasn't able to meet yet so um, hopefully those days are soon
0: yeah i'd like to make some friends we were in um i have a daughter and a wife and we were in california last uh last night oh sorry November the year before last, we did four weeks and we just had the best time. We just really enjoyed it. And I knew there was so much around and there was so many things I could have seen, but we couldn't, but it'd be nice to make some friends and come back and sort of know that I've already, I've already hit Washington and Atlanta. Like by the time I've done half a dozen episodes, I would have at least one retro gaming buddy somewhere yeah, within a day's drive you know so <laughs> exactly really exactly. great. all right look we will kind of wrap it up there um i really do appreciate your time uh you just knocked off work but you had a couple of beers to settle you in so that's that wasn't too hard a beer in a chat yeah, um is. and look for for those out there I really do appreciate you um coming back and listening and for the new the new listeners Thanks for joining us. Hopefully, you enjoyed it. Hopefully, you'll continue to listen to what sort of these, these kinds of conversations that we have. Um, two episodes in, I think I'm probably able to sort of say, you know, if you're with Apple, you can go and give it a review. This all helps listeners grow and then your community grows. And that's really what the whole goal here is. So, see what happens, see if it bubbles up to the top somewhere. Um, pass it on, let people know what you're doing and let people know that they can have a really good time in this community Um, I'm going to put a bunch of links with the post, like I said for for Trey and for all the other guys and girls that he shouted out my my new affiliate, retrogamingstore.com.au and uh, anything else I can sort of put in there and uh, I think that's about it Trey, it's Friday night mate thank you so much at your place this friday night thank you very much have a great weekend and i've no doubt that we'll be in touch yes sir thank you all right buddy thanks very much